0: celebrate life's achievements. As we all know, celebration is a part of human life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We celebrate birthdays, we celebrate anniversaries, we celebrate accomplishments that an education with grander type extravagant graduation events, at least from when I went to school, anyway. <laughs> We celebrate sports events like the recent gold medal by the World Canada Junior hockey team. We are people that celebrate. The truth of the matter is that some of us celebrate more and some of us celebrate less. For example, as my is growing up, we're simple, a family gathering, a meal, church, a little cash from grandparents, and we were satisfied. On my wife's side is another matter. They decorated the house to the uttermost, really to the uttermost. Not just a tree upstairs, but a tree in the basement as well. And then they, there was also a gathering, a meal, church, but the gifts that they received were a little bit more than you can ever ask or imagine. When Tina and Philip were toddlers, Caleb and Stephano never arrived on the scene yet, and we lived in Brambley, Betty's mom and dad would drive two cars. One was a big Ford LTD, you know how big those were. And, and Keith had a, a Plymouth Volari, which is not a small car in today's eyes, uh, anyway. And they were full, full of gifts, not for Betty and me, for the kids, the
1: grandkids. So
0: it it was a different thing. It was not what I was used to, but nevertheless, I learned to receive. (laughs) Because there was also something for me that... But the moral of the story is whether we celebrate more or whether we celebrate less, we love to celebrate as human beings. And we celebrate the end of building projects by cutting a ribbon to acknowledge that we've done something, we work towards something. And that brings us to the story that we have in Exodus, especially at the end of Exodus, where they celebrate their accomplishment. Humanity was made to celebrate. The Israelites have come to a, to a moment where they completed the tabernacle. And here's what the author of Exodus says. So all the work of the taber- on the tabernacle, the tent of the meeting, was completed. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. Moses inspected the work and saw that he had done it just as the Lord had commanded and Moses blessed them. I was very much uh, influenced on this ma- message from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs from the UK in, in his book on leadership and, and leadership especially in the book of Exodus. And he writes these words, the passage sounds simple enough, but to the practice ear, recalls another biblical text from the end of the creation narrative which we just went through in Genesis the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array on the seventh day God finished the work he had been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all his work then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done three key words in both of those passages work, completion, blessing blessing Blessing. Work, completion, blessing and those, those verbs aren't by accident because <laughs> the Torah is emphasizing that Exodus ends as Genesis began with the work of creation and Genesis it began with an act of divine creation and here in Exodus it's an act of human creation both representing universes and worlds that's what the tabernacle is It's a picture of the universe where we, like a temple, we praise the Lord and worship Him. But the first is God doing something. And the second is man doing something. And completed. But both of them stopped and they appreciated what they did. God celebrates resting by appreciating what He created. So He didn't just sit back and do nothing on the seventh day. He said, wow, it's good. He celebrated the moment. So if God is a God who celebrates... We should be a people that celebrate. No? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's why celebration is an integral part of the human life, an integral part of the divine life. The Jewish scriptures are filled in days when the people of God are called to celebrate. For example, the the Rosh Hashanah, which is the new year. It celebrates creation. That's what they do at New Year. Now I know there's some in in the evangelical church, they celebrate the month of January. They use the month of January to say, we're going to get serious with God. We're going to pray. We're going to have special meetings in January. And we're going to give this year to God. And they spend almost two, three weeks on this. And not just on Sundays, all the time. But anyway, they move on to Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And they celebrate the forgiveness that God has given given them. But they also seek the forgiveness that they need for the sins that they have committed and then they move to Passover Passover is celebrating the freedom that you had and then they have Pentecost and that's the celebration of love as loyalty love as loyalty the book of Ruth that she stayed with her mother-in-law, Naomi you know, where you go I go where you lodge I lodge where you die I die I mean that's loyalty, it sounds a little bit like till death do us part, doesn't it That's only a relationship between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. How much more for a marriage and how much more for our life as a church. And Jesus celebrated feast. He celebrated the festival of lights and he declared on that day, I am the light of the world. He declared, I am the living water. Mm -hmm. God delights with celebration and joy. And it should be something of our everyday occurrence as well as children of God. And the Christian calendar celebrates. No, we just yes. finished Christmas and Advent. It's celebration time. Something we celebrate. We celebrate a new year. We celebrate a new decade. We anticipate all these things. Lent is once again just around the corner. Should remind us of our freedom and our seeking of forgiveness. The same as the Passover. The same as Yom Kippur. Our faith traditions highlight the importance of celebration. And when we're looking at the things, what should we do to move the church forward? Celebrate! Mm -hmm. Celebrate! Celebrate everything you can. i learned that from my wife's friend. Mm. Celebrate! Celebrate can enlarge your capacity to enjoy life. Celebration can enlarge your capacity to enjoy God. I'm telling you, if you're lacking celebration in your life, you're probably not enjoying God much either. Mm There's some truth there. Mm -hmm. Rabbi Zach believes that celebration is a way that we motivate ourselves to accomplish and appreciate each other's achievements in life. So when we celebrate, we don't envy each other. No. Right? We motivate each other, we encourage each other on in the things of the Lord and in the things of life. Because that's all governed by God. I would encourage you all to read the setting of the tabernacle, but I'm not going to read it tonight because it takes up 13 of the last 16 chapters. So there's quite a bit of what humanity is doing in building the tabernacle and then fulfilling the commands that God gave Moses to give them to follow God's blueprints. But the tabernacle is not the ultimate conclusion of the Exodus story. But the ultimate thing is that they got to cross that Red Sea and then they got to cross the Jordan and they got to enter the Promised Land. But they don't just enter the Promised Land as the people of God, they enter the Promised Land as the redeemed people of God. We're not just children of God, we're redeemed children of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Right? Peter. And I don't know if I got There it goes. The building of the tabernacle is more than simply a matter of building a worship site in the desert. It's a piece of heaven on earth.
1: Cool. Right. As much as we don't like the snow
0: falling outside and the weather patterns of late, but when we assemble together in this place, it's not so much that it's a house in the middle of a rural area in Prince Edward, Pei but because we come together, this is a place where heaven and earth. Overlap. God is here that's the biblical truth that calls us to worship him and praise him Jesus himself according to John chapter 1 verse 14 is the new tabernacle uh, the temple of God in the flesh the meeting of heaven and earth that's the walking Jesus that we see that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth Celebrate this person. That song from In Salvation at the beginning. Fill this house with your glory. That's what Moses was praying for the tabernacle. That's what our prayer is before we start a service. That's what our prayer is before we deliver our message. Lord, fill this place with your glory. See the glory that resided. Above the ark in the most holy place to which the priest alone had access Once a year is now the walking the streets of Jerusalem in the person of Jesus Everyone can see him. He's a portable tabernacle, and so are you You are all the portable temples of the Lord
1: because
0: I am a temple of the Holy Spirit And so are you if you are in Christ. We're walking portable temples of God Celebrate it. Enjoy that The coming of Christ is not a darling of the majesty of the Old Testament But it's a heightening of what it stood for It was a place of worship It was a place of giving God praise and adoration It was a place of declaring that He is worthy It was a place of connecting with God Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't understand It's not just connecting with God and go home, it's connecting with people too Connect with God, connect with people so when the saints of God meet on any Sunday morning like the Israelites before them, we're worshiping in a place that we say, this is holy time. This is a holy place. This is where we sing like this morning we are standing on holy ground because the presence and the glory of God is here and he wants to call us into himself. It's a holy place in the sense that church buildings set apart from common use are dedicated to the worship of God. It's not just any ordinary building. We pray that this place will be used for God and for God's purposes and for God meeting with us. It doesn't take the place of the tabernacle. It doesn't take the place of the temple because Christ is the analogy and we are in Christ so we're part of the analogy as well. But nevertheless, it's not something irrelevant when we come here. It's something beautiful, something to celebrate that God has given us the strength, the finances, and the hands and the feet to put all this into motion and to complete it. There's something set apart, and when something set apart it's, it's holy. It's part of the meaning of holiness, not the full meaning, but it is part of it set apart for the use of God and for the glory of God. In other words, we come to celebrate our redemption in Christ. Aren't you happy you're saved? Celebrate it. Aren't you happy you're filled with the Spirit? Celebrate it. Celebrate it. And tell your face you want to celebrate it. (laughs) Our celebration has nothing to do with our feelings. It has nothing to do with how bored we feel. Has to do with our faith in Christ that I am part of the redeemed And I'm happy to be part of the redeemed Let the redeemed say so Isaiah said in one of the songs We sing For the church building is not the new temple You are, I am, we are Right, we are And we need to pray and believe that God moves in our midst And that God wants to move in our midst From his part There's no doubt in my mind God wants to move But how hungry are we Pray Lord, fill this place with your glory. Fill this place with your glory. We gather together, some of us are sick. Some of us are happy. Some of us are grieving and mourning. Some of us are content and joy. But one thing that drives us all together is the desire to celebrate Jesus Christ, is it not?
1: Sure.
0: Whatever condition we find ourselves, none of us are in the same spot at the same time. Though when that does happen, that's something to celebrate. But we're here for the strong to encourage the weak, for the joyful to encourage the sad, for the broken, oh Lord, to be cared by the healthy, the whole, right? That's what it's all about, is it not? Amen. Celebrating. God does not depend on perfect circumstances to celebrate. You don't have to wait till something is perfect to celebrate it. Celebrate the brokenness. Remember when Paul and Silas were in jail. They celebrated. They sang. They didn't care if they were in jail. They still sang a song unto the Lord. Then you have the weeping prophet Jeremiah. I like Jeremiah. Then he moves into Lamentations. And even though he's full of pain within his heart because Israel is disobeying God. Israel is is worshiping other gods but God. And still he says new mercies I see every new every new, every morning yeah. isn't that a beautiful thought from somebody that looks at the people that are disobeying God and still has enough faith that God's not finished with them Of
1: yeah.
0: what they can become the potential that's there mm someone said we go to church regularly not to put our notches on our belts but because the weekly rhythm becomes a part of us it seeps into our routines not so that it can simply become routine but it can shape us as the people of God going to church is almost a testimony to the chaotic world around us in which we live as redeemed people we participate in heavenly reality yes. worshiping God collectively one day in seven As a sign to the world That's right. when the world knows that this is where we go to meet with other redeemed people of God it's a sign to them that we believe in somebody other than what they believe in we believe in something higher than what they believed in we believe that there's something beyond the private universes that they create themselves for their own little worlds we believe in a God who created humanity in His image and caused them to worship them, Him and to celebrate Him. Sometimes we don't think, what, that getting out of the car, getting out of the house into the car, making to a trip here, parking here. If somebody says, that's a part of the world that they have that I don't have. People do live within their own universe. It's sad. And one of the beautiful things about the end of the book of Exodus is that this takes place after the golden calf, mm. after the sin of disobedience and adultery and greed and all that type of stuff that, 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 that ruins humankind and what this tells us is that even though God could have snuffed them out that we are not irredeemable sure. No matter where we have been in life, we are always redeemable and a possible redeemed person in Christ Jesus. That's something to learn. That's something to celebrate. That no one is beyond the grace of Jesus Christ, no matter what they have done in life. And no matter how we don't appreciate or like what they have done in life. Because I've heard some comments in my journey across the the world of some people saying, Well, how could God forgive that person? I don't know, but he forgave me. (laughs) So I don't care what the person does, I believe everyone is redeemable by the grace of God. And this is a perfect example of that. That God, instead of just wiping them away, He gives them another opportunity. He says, Moses, there's some instructions, some blueprints to build a tabernacle. And we know the story, we're not going to say it all because we're going to look at Moses at night. They give more than enough. Moses says, stop, we have enough money. You know, the bank is full. We can't take any more. we got enough to finish this project. They were over generous in their giving. They, they, they dedicated their work. There was the craftsman. Everyone that was needed to complete the tabernacle. But these are the same bunch
1: that built that
0: God. It shows that God can transform them. God can work miracles in their life. So instead of casting them away, Moses celebrates. He blesses them. Celebrating their achievement, and he showed them what they could be. I think that's our role as a church. Right. Yeah. Not to look at the outside world and see what they're doing and not doing and who's their church and who's not their church, but that they are redeemable people in the eyes of God and pray that God will get a hold of them.
1: Yeah.
0: But celebrate is a powerful word, it's a long illustration, it comes from the rabbi. Uh, and a personal story that that of his dealing with a school teacher in a private school in the UK. So bear with me. In 2001, shortly after 9/11, I received a letter from a woman in London whose name I did not immediately recognize. The woman of the attack on the World Trade—the morning of the attack on the World Trade Center—I had been giving a lecture on ways to raise the status of the teaching profession, and she had seen a report about it in the press. This prompted her to write and remind me of a meeting we had eight years earlier. She was then in 1993, so this is taking place in 2001, referring back to 1993, head teacher of a school that was floundering, not flourishing, floundering. She had heard some of my broadcasts, felt a kingship with what I had to say, and thought that I might have the answer to her problem. I invited her together with two of her deputies to our house. The story she told me was this. Morale within the school among teachers and pupils and parents alike was at an all time low. Parents had been withdrawing their children. The student role had fallen from 1,000 children to 500. You know, that's cause of financial trouble coming. Examination results were bad, only 8% of the students achieved high grades. It was clear that unless something changed dramatically, the school would have to close. We talked for an hour or so on general themes, the school as a community, how to create an ethos, and so on, and suddenly, I realized we were talking around the long lights. Because the problem wasn't philosophical, the problem was practical. And I said to her, that's the rabbi, I want you to live one word, celebrate, celebrate. Celebrate. She turned with me with a sigh. You don't understand. We've got nothing to celebrate. Enrollment is down, morale is down, the grades are down, the parents are pulling out their children. What's there to celebrate? And, she, and then he said, Find something. Don't you like when they see mm-hmm. find something to celebrate? Said if a single student has done better this week than last week, so. if he got forty percent on his paper last week and he gets fifty percent this week, celebrate. Yes. Celebrate the improvement She seemed unconvinced but she promised to give it a try Now eight years later She's telling me what had happened Examination results went from high, at high grades had risen from 8% to 65 Wow. The role of pupils had risen from 500 to 1,000 Same in the best news to last she was added that she's been made a Dame of the R- British Empire The men are eight sirs the women are made dame even though dame was not a good word in my my deck of the woods but anyway it's a proper english term for a woman that's been honored by royalty anyway she ended up by saying that she just wanted to know how one word changed the school and changed her life like my wife's family celebrated everything cards for Valentine's Day, cards for birthdays, cards for this and cards for that. Definitely not from my side of the family. And Betty's mother not only had to accept the card, though it was always had some cash in it for me, which was good, <laughs> but I had to read the card <laughs> and read it in front of her because it wasn't just the card that she picked out and gave to you, she thought, she thought it over and she took time to read it, and she wanted to hear me read the card back to her. But all how to do with it, let's celebrate. It's no time to rush and get to the gifts or get to the cash. Let's celebrate, let's enjoy, let's savor this moment, and let's enjoy life together. So it was, when I read this, I said, that's what came to my mind. But you know, it doesn't matter where we are in life, we can celebrate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't matter if I get a C, and somebody gets an A, and somebody else gets an E, we can still celebrate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can still enjoy each other. We, we do baptisms, we do infant dedication we, we even our weddings and even our funerals are celebrations That's Right? celebrations we know what happens after death That's right. we know the new life, the glorified life that Christ has given us and promised us they're all celebrations, let not treat them like something drab and sad, let's enjoy those moments and celebrate them together when we are each of us needs this celebration to motivate us. I think we really do. And all it takes is somebody to believe in you. You really think that Moses after what he went through with these people (laughs) even though they are his people and when he came down from the mountain and the feeling that he must have and when he threw those stones down and when he got upset that still God said, those are the people I want you to lead. And he couldn't say like we do, I'll resign and I'm gonna look for another church. <laughs> he had to stick with it because one of the, the ways of, of Jewish uh, celebration and Jewish custom was that the leader, no matter what the people did, is called by God to have faith in the people that God put before him. right. <laughs> because it doesn't change on the other side of the street where we think the grass is always greener. God calls us to look at the potential that is there and celebrate it together Amen. we all have different gifts we cannot all paint like Monet Mon- or Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci at least I can <laughs> and we can't all compose like Mozart or Beethoven or Bach or Lennon McCartney or Chris Tallman or Graham Kendrick but we all have a gift some type of gift Amen. that can build up this body of Christ Amen capacities that lie dormant throughout our lives until someone awakens them like Moses awakened the people of Israel to construct this beautiful tabernacle in the middle of the desert probably ridiculed to the other nations around them but they knew it was the overlap of heaven and earth so when we come together next week or Wednesday night or whatever time we're coming where the overlap of heaven and earth is because we're all living temples, we're all living stones and when we come together we pray for the glory of God to come upon us first create complete receive the instructions and then let the Shekinah glory of God come come and be among us celebration is an essential part of motivating to turn the school around in an earlier age, in a more sacred context and turned the Israelites around mm-hmm. this is a really an about face from those sinful calf, golden calf building people they built this beautiful place where God's presence was to me sometimes I miss I think we miss it when we read Exodus we just look at that the golden calf scene and say oh, what a bunch of people mm-hmm. <laughs> how could they do that
1: yeah.
0: but then we don't look at what God transformed them into No? How about the day of Pentecost? The people were waiting. Jesus died. Jesus rose. Jesus ascended. And they're still doubting. They still don't know how this is going to work out. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And they go out into the world. And people think they're crazy. But they don't care. They come to celebrate. They came out of those Pentecost high room, upper room doors celebrating what they experienced. How could you not celebrate if God's touched your life? Right? When we celebrate achievements of others we change lives. We change lives. Do you believe that? Look at people that celebrate. There's an aura amongst them of joy and celebration. And it doesn't have to be a big thing can be a little thing, but there's something great and mighty in that midst. Because they look at everything as a gift to God, right? Everything is a gift to God. So this week, as you go out in life, of course we can celebrate our salvation in Christ, we know that. Celebrate our our family. Celebrate the events of our children. Instead of saying, "Okay, you, you, you got a C when you should have got a B plus," celebrate what they got and move on from there. I think already society puts enough pressure on our kids. We're full of anxiety yeah. already, and that saps the energy of our celebrations. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a professor at Bible College says, "Don't get upset if I give you a C, because that's average. And if you're more than average, you better show me." But we live in a day and age where people don't get A's; they think they failed. That's right and that's sad that's sad of course he was a Briton that's the way they mark but anyway let's celebrate celebrate life the closing song is is a is, uh, cornerstone based on on an old hymn as well and I think we need
1: to celebrate Christ a little bit more and to elevate his name above all names